0: What's happening, food eaters? This is the Food Labels Revealed podcast with your host, Mel Weinstein, personally dubbed the self-professed prophet of processed foods. A new episode is released at the end of every month. This is episode number 51. It's been about nine months since the last food ingredient quiz, so it's time once again to challenge you with questions taken from information provided in the previous eight episodes. Yes, this is a quiz, but stay cool. Don't get anxious. Don't switch podcast channels. Keep that hand off the dial. This quiz is just for fun and education. On the plus side, you won't have to turn a paper in you'll be able to score it yourself, and if you do poorly, your parents won't be getting a note from me. Now, for new listeners, you might be feeling ill-prepared. I know you're unlikely to pause this show and go back and listen to the previous eight episodes, so just relax, sit back, and consider this test an opportunity to add to your vast knowledge about the commercial food industry. Alright, here's a little bit about myself. I have a 30 plus year background in chemistry education, food testing, and chemical research. And for many years I've had a fascination, some may call it an obsession, with the processed foods we eat, what constitutes those foods, and what they could be doing to our health. Because of my many working years in the food ingredient industry, I also bring to the table some inside information on this subject. To my knowledge, this is the only podcast that is dedicated to looking behind the processed food curtain at all those strange and unusual ingredients that populate many of the foods on our grocery store shelves and in the restaurants that we frequent. This is a 100% guaranteed free podcast. It won't cost you a cent. I don't beg for money. There's no advertising on this channel. All the opinions expressed in this podcast are mine, and I refuse to help promote any business, commercial product, or organization. All I ask of you is to listen, and if you are informed, educated, or entertained by the content, please let let others know through social media or the old-fashioned way, word of mouth. Website and contact information will be provided at the end of the show. Let's get testing. Today, I'm going to ask you 25 multiple-choice questions based upon what I talked about in episodes 43 to 50. I'll read each question twice, give the right answer, and then provide some commentary. If you're not familiar with the topics addressed in these questions, just do the best you can. Okay food eaters, get your physical or mental pens ready. If you're doing something dangerous like driving a fire engine truck to a burning building or constructing a skyscraper, just keep track of the right answers by folding your fingers and toes. The first three questions come from episode number 43 on the most dangerous store in America, the convenience store. Question number one. I came across a health food bar called Met RX Big 100 Vanilla Caramel Churro Protein Bar. Besides having a ridiculously long name, the RX caused me to think that this bar was maybe medicine for my tummy. How many ingredients do you think that this 3.6 ounce bar had in it? A. 10. B. 23. C. 35. D. 46. E. 55. Again, I came across a health food bar called MetRx Big 100 Vanilla Caramel Churro Protein Bar. Besides having a ridiculously long name, the RX caused me to think that this bar was maybe medicine for my tummy. How many ingredients do you think that this 3.6 ounce bar had in it? A. 10 B. 23 C. 35 D. 46 E. 55 The right answer is D. 46 ingredients. It's mind-boggling to think how many things are packed into this little candy bar. Question number two. I found a new ingredient called fructooligosaccharides. What a wonderful name. Which serve as a source of soluble fiber. What class of macronutrients is this additive a member of? A- Oils. B. Proteins. C. Carbohydrates. D. Fats. Again, I found a new ingredient called fructooligosaccharides. That's a wonderful name. Which serve as a source of soluble fiber. What class of macronutrients is this additive a member of? A. Oils. B. Proteins. C. Carbohydrates. D. Fats. The answer is C. Carbohydrates. The hint I gave in the question was that the additive is a source of soluble fiber. All fiber in food is classified as carbohydrate. Look on any food label to check that out. All right, question number three. I examine the snack Combo's Pizzeria Stuffed Pretzel. It had two ingredients with very chemical-sounding names, disodium anosinate and disodium guanylate. What type of additives are these? A. Preservatives B. Flavoring agents C. Emulsifiers D. Colorants E. Sweeteners Again, I examined the snack Combo's Pizzeria Stuffed Pretzel. It had two ingredients with very chemical sounding names, disodium inosinate and disodium guanylate. What type of additives are these? A, preservatives, B, flavoring agents, C, emulsifiers, D, colorants, E, sweeteners. The answer is B, flavoring agents like msg monosodium glutamate these chemicals are used to enhance flavors the next three questions come from episode number 45 about fast food served in subway restaurants question number 4 one of the menu items was the sub called ultimate spicy italian sandwich there were 93 yes 93 ingredients in just this one sandwich I found four new ingredients that I had not come across since the start of the podcast. One of them was ferrous gluconate, residing in the olives. What role does this chemical additive play? A. Keeps the olives from spoiling. B. Provides a sharp taste to the olives. C. Keeps the olives soft. D. Used as a food coloring. Again, one of the menu items was a sub called Ultimate Spicy Italian Sandwich. There were 93 ingredients in just this one sandwich. I found four new ingredients that I had not come across since the start of the podcast. One of them was ferrous gluconate residing in the olives. What role does this chemical additive play? A. Keeps the olives from spoiling. B. Provides a sharp taste to the olives. C keeps the olives soft. D, used as a food coloring. If you said D, used as a food coloring, you were absolutely correct. It provides coloring for the ripe olives. All right, question number five. Another new ingredient was alum found in the pickles. Alum is a chemical compound called potassium aluminum sulfate. The element aluminum is not natural to the body and has been implicated in Alzheimer's disease. Why is alum used in the making of pickles? A. To give pickles firmness and crispness. B. It provides the green color. C. It keeps the pickles from rotting. D. It gives the pickles the characteristic sour taste. Again, Another new ingredient was alum, found in the pickles. Alum is a chemical compound called potassium aluminum sulfate. The element aluminum is not natural to the body and has been implicated in Alzheimer's disease. Why is alum used in the making of pickles? A. To give pickles firmness and crispness. B. It provides a green color. C. It keeps the pickles from rotting. D, it gives the pickles the characteristic sour taste. Did you pick A? Gives pickle firmness and crispness. You got it right. Alright, number six. I evaluated a complete Subway meal consisting of the ultimate spicy Italian sandwich, broccoli and cheddar soup, a chocolate cookie, and a lemonade. When all the ingredients in these items were counted up, how many were uniquely different? A. 26. B. 57. C. 71. D. 100. Again, I evaluated a complete Subway meal consisting of the ultimate spicy Italian sandwich, broccoli and cheddar soup, a chocolate cookie, and a lemonade. When all the ingredients in these items were counted, how many were uniquely different? different? A 26, B 57, C 71, D 100. And the correct answer is D 100. That blows my mind. Imagine preparing this meal at home and having to gather 100 ingredient containers on your counter. The next three questions come from episode number 46 entitled, on canned fat, junk food cells, and fast food mashups. Question number seven. I talked about the history and composition of the age-old grease Crisco. One of the ingredients listed on the Crisco can is T-B-H-Q. That's an acronym. From a consumer's point of view, that acronym doesn't provide any information about the additive, but the FDA allows food manufacturers to use acronyms as substitutes for names. TBHQ stands for tertiary butyl hydroquinone, a chemical mouthful. Sounds like a malarial medicine, but that's not what it is. What function does it have? A. Keeps the Crisco moist. B. Provides and maintains the white color. C serves as an antioxidant to prevent rancidity. D, prevents the oil from separating. Again, I talked about the history and composition of the age-old grease Crisco. One of the ingredients listed on the Crisco can is TBHQ. That's an acronym. From a consumer's point of view, that acronym doesn't provide any information about the additive but the FDA allows food manufacturers to use acronyms as substitutes for names. TBHQ stands for tertiary butyl hydroquinone, a chemical mouthful. Sounds like a malarial medicine, but that's not what it is. What function does it have? A. Keeps the Crisco moist. B. Provides and maintains the white color. C serves as an antioxidant to prevent rancidity. D, prevents the oil from separating. The correct answer is C, serves as an antioxidant to prevent rancidity. Crisco is mainly oil, so it's very important that the oil doesn't go rancid on the shelf. The TBHQ sucks up oxygen in the air to prevent oxidation of the oil, which causes rancidity. Question number eight. I also mentioned how the FDA has recently approved 26 new food ingredients that are fiber additives. Most Americans get a pitiful amount of fiber in their daily food consumption, which can lead to health issues. So processed food manufacturers are always on the hunt for ways to sneak fiber into into commercial food to ratchet up the fiber content. Which of the following additives is not classified as a fiber material? A. Maltodextrin B. Inulin C. Psyllium D. Hydroxypropyl methylcellulose E. Pectin Again, I also mentioned how the FDA has recently approved 26 new food ingredients that are fiber additives most Americans get a pitiful amount of fiber in their daily food consumption, which can lead to health issues. So processed food manufacturers are always on the hunt for ways to sneak fiber into commercial food to ratchet up the fiber content. Which of the following additives is not classified as a fiber material? A. Maltodextrin. B. Inulin. C. Cilium. D, cellulose and E, pectin. If you said A, maltodextrin right on, that's a partially sweet carbohydrate mainly used to bulk of foods, and it would not serve as a source of fiber. All the other ingredients act as fiber materials. By the way, if you're not getting 35 plus grams of fiber per day, start ramping up your fiber consumption. Question number nine. Okay, this is the last question from episode number 46 and has to do with junk food fusion offerings in fast food restaurants like Pizza Hut's, Cheez-It, Cracker, Calzone. Which of the following items or processed foods is not real? A. Nabisco's Peeps Oreos. B. Arby's Fish and Dorito Chips. C. Carl's Jr. Hostess Ding Dong's Ice Cream Sandwich. D. Taco Bell's Waffle Tenders. And E. Burger King's Mac and Cheetos. Again. The last question from episode... Number 46 has to do with junk food fusion offerings in fast food restaurants like Pizza Hut's, uh, Cheez-It, Cracker, Calzone. Which of the following menu items or processed foods is not real? A. Nabisco's Peep's Oreos. B. Arby's Fish and Dorito Chips. C. Carl's Jr. Hostess Ding Dong's Ice Cream Sandwich. D. Taco Bell's Waffle tenders or E Burger King's Mac and Cheetos? The right answer is B Arby's fish and Dorito chips does not exist and never has. All the others were actual menu items or goods on a grocery store shelf. All right, the next three questions have to do with episode number 47, which was all about gluten free foods. Question number 10. In the gluten-free product Simple Mills Crunchy Double Chocolate Cookies, a new ingredient, cream of tartar, was found. What is the function of this ingredient? A. It keeps the cookies white. B. It increases the sweetness of the cookies. C. It maintains the softness of the cookies. D. It's a leavening agent used in baking. Again, in the gluten-free product Simple Mills Crunchy Double Chocolate Cookies, a new ingredient, cream of tartar, was found. What is the function of this ingredient? A. It keeps the cookies white. B. It increases the sweetness of the cookies. C. It maintains the softness of the cookies. D. It's a leavening agent used in baking. Did you choose D, a leavening agent? This ingredient was new to the podcast, but it actually has been around a long, long time. It's chemically known as potassium bitartrate and is a byproduct of the wine making process. Question number 11. Gluten-free products are formulated to eliminate wheat and wheat gluten. Other flours are used as substitutes. Which of the following flours will not work as a wheat replacement? A. Corn flour B. Rice flour C. Sorghum flour D. Rye flour E. Cassava flour Again, gluten-free products are formulated to eliminate wheat and wheat gluten. Other flours are used as substitutes. Which of the following flours will not work as a wheat replacement? A. Corn flour B. Rice flour C. Sorghum flour D. Rye flour And E, cassava flour. The right answer is D, rye flour. It doesn't have as much gluten in it as wheat flour, but it still would not qualify to be used in gluten-free products. Question number 12 and this is the last one from episode number 47. The federal government in 2014 finally placed a limit on the amount of gluten allowed in gluten-free products. What is the maximum limit in parts per million? A. 100. B. 50. C. 20. D. 5. Again, here is the last question from episode 47. The federal government in 2014 finally placed a limit on the amount of gluten allowed in gluten-free products. What is the maximum limit in parts per million, or ppm? A. 100 B. 50 C. 20 D. 5 The right answer is C. 20 parts per million. The following six questions relate to episode number 48, which was all about keto foods. Question number 13. Early in the 20th century, some medical doctors observed that a diet high in fat, a ketogenic diet, would lessen the symptoms of what disease in children? A. Type 1 diabetes, B. Parkinson's, C. Epilepsy, D. Asthma, E. Crohn's. Again, Early in the 20th century, some medical doctors observed that a diet high in fat, a ketogenic diet, would lessen the symptoms of what disease in children? A. Type 1 diabetes. B. Parkinson's. C. Epilepsy. D. Asthma. E. Crohn's. Our right answer is C. Epilepsy. On a starvation or ketogenic diet, children with epilepsy experience fewer seizures. Question number 14. In a strict ketogenic diet, what range of calories should come from fats and oils? A. 40 to 49% of calories. B. 50 to 59% of calories. C. 60 to 69% of calories. D. 70% and over. Again, in a strict ketogenic diet, what range of calories should come from fats and oils? A 40 to 49% of calories B 50 to 59% C 60 to 69% or D 70% and over and the correct answer is D 70% or over the keto diet is very rich in fatty foods and that's to force the body to go into ketosis a fat burning metabolism. Question number 15. In a ketogenic diet, what range of calories should come from carbs? A. Less than or equal to 10%. B. 11 to 15%. C. 16 to 20%. D. 21 to 25%. Again, in a ketogenic diet, what range of calories should come from carbs? A, less than or equal to 10%, B, 11 to 15%, C, 16 to 20%, or D, 21 to 25%. And the correct answer is A, less than or equal to 10%, which is about 30 grams on average. Very conscious attempts are made to keep carbohydrate consumption at a low level to minimize glucose metabolism. Question number 16. Sometimes on a keto diet, a supplement or ingredient called MCT powder is consumed to boost fat absorption in the gut. What does MCT stand for? A. Maximum carb terminator. B. Multiple chemical transducer. C. Medium chain triglycerides. D mid-craving transponder. Again, sometimes on a keto diet, a supplement or ingredient called MCT powder is consumed to boost fat absorption in the gut. What does MCT stand for? A. Maximum carb terminator. B. Multiple chemical transducer. C. Medium chain triglycerides. D. Mid-craving transponder. And the correct answer is C. Medium chain triglycerides. Triglycerides are the general name for fat and oil molecules. They have long chains of carbons which digest and absorb slowly in the gut. Chemical modification of fats and oils to produce medium chains increases the rate of absorption of the fats. Question number 17. Allulose is mentioned as an ingredient in the keto dessert called dark chocolate almond buttercups made by the Go Better Keto Company. What kind of additive is allulose? A, an antioxidant. B, a preservative. C, an emulsifier. D, a sweetener. E, a bulking agent. Again, Allulose is mentioned as an ingredient in the keto dessert called dark chocolate almond butter cups made by the Go Better Keto company. What kind of additive is allulose? A, an antioxidant, B, a preservative, C, an emulsifier, D, a sweetener, E, a bulking agent. And the correct answer is D, a sweetener. Although Allulose is a natural sweetener found in small amounts in foods like figs and raisins. The allulose used by food manufacturers is synthetic. And by the way, the suffix on the end of the name allulose, O-S-E, clues you that it is a sugar type of ingredient. Question number 18. Okay, it's the last one from episode number 48 on keto foods. I evaluated a snack called Cheddar Believe It by the Moon Cheese Company. If a person pigged out on a whole 10-ounce bag at one sitting, how many calories would they consume? A. 600. B. 800. C. 1000. D. 1200. E. 1700. Again, okay, this is the last one from episode number 48 on keto foods. I evaluated a snack called Cheddar Believe It by the Moon Cheese Company. If a person pigged out on a whole 10-ounce bag at one sitting, how many calories would they consume? A. 100. B. 800. C. 1,000. D. 1,200. E. 1,700. And the correct answer is E. 1,700 calories. That's only 300 calories, less than the daily recommended amount of 2,000 calories for a woman who exercises moderately. The following seven questions come from episode number 49 on processed plant-based foods. Question number 19. The plant-based world of commercial foods is full of meat substitutes that have gained popularity in the last 10 years as some people try to reduce meat consumption. One of the big players in this marketplace is Morningstar Farms, a subsidiary of Kellogg's. They manufacture a chicken substitute called Original Chick Patties. I found several new ingredients in this product, one of which was glutamic acid. What's the purpose of this food ingredient? A, it adds a meaty flavor. B, it increases the acidity of the patty. C, it serves as a preservative to keep the patty from spoiling. D, it's an emulsifier to keep the oil and water components from separating. Again, The plant-based world of commercial foods is full of meat substitutes that have gained popularity in the last 10 years as some people try to reduce meat consumption. One of the big players in this marketplace is Morningstar Farms, a subsidiary of Kellogg's. They manufacture a chicken substitute called Original Chick Patties. I found several new ingredients in this product, one of which was glutamic acid. What's the purpose of this food ingredient? A, it adds a meaty flavor. B, it increases the acidity of the patties. C, it serves as a preservative to keep the patty from spoiling. D, it's an emulsifier to keep the oil and water components from separating. And the uh, correct answer is A, it adds a meaty flavor. Notice that the word glutamic is related to monosodium glutamate or MSG, a known flavor enhancer for meat products. Number 20. Often these substitute products created for specific diets are highly processed. In the case of the chick patties, guess what percent of the total ingredients are industrialized? A. 23 percent. B. 37 percent. C. 49 percent. D. 58 percent. And E, 63%. Again, often these substitute products created for specific diets are highly processed. In the case of the chick patties, guess what percent of the total ingredients are industrialized? A, 23%, B, 37%, C, 49%, D, 58%, or E, 63%. And the correct answer is E, 63%. 63%. As good as this product may taste, it's far from natural. It's a highly processed food. Question 21. For plant-based diets, there now are a number of cheese look-alikes to help people transition away from dairy-based cheeses. For many people, cheese can be very addictive and hard to give up. A company out of Canada called Day of Foods makes a handful of cheese look-alikes. One of them is mozzarella style shreds. One of the ingredients in the shreds is titanium dioxide, a rather odd food ingredient. Have you ever heard of any other ingredients that contain titanium? What is the purpose of the titanium compound in this product? A. It helps to retain moisture. B. It adds a cheesy taste. C. It makes a product white like traditional mozzarella. D. It kills fungus. E. It serves as a binder to keep the cheese particles together. Again, for plant-based diets, there are a number of cheese look-alikes to help people transition away from dairy-based cheeses. For many people, cheese can be very addictive and hard to give up. A company out of Canada Dea Foods makes a handful of cheese look One of them is mozzarella style shreds. One of the ingredients in the shreds is titanium dioxide, a rather odd food ingredient. Have you ever heard of any other ingredient that contains titanium? What is the purpose of, the, of this titanium compound in this product? A. It helps to retain moisture. B. It has a cheesy taste. C. It makes the product white like traditional mozzarella. D. It kills fungus. E. It serves as a binder to keep the cheese particles together. And the correct answer is C. It makes the product white. Titanium dioxide is a white powder, so it contributes the color to the cheese to make it look like the classical stuff. Question number 22. As odd as it sounds, there are even plant-based eggs available. The Veg Company makes a product called Veg Power Scramble, which has the look, feel, and taste of cooked chicken eggs. One of the ingredients is black salt. Besides saltiness, what property does this ingredient contribute to the product? A helps to curdle the protein. B, contributes a yellow color. C, adds several vitamins to the food. D, provides an eggy flavor. E, helps keep the product from spoiling. Again, as odd as it sounds, there are are even plant-based eggs available. The Veg Company makes a product called Veg Power Scramble, which has the look, feel, and taste of cooked chicken eggs. One of the ingredients is black salt. Besides saltiness, what property does this ingredient contribute to the product? A. Helps to curdle the protein. B. Contributes a yellow color. C. Adds several vitamins to the food. D. Provides an eggy flavor. E. Helps keep the product from spoiling. And the correct answer is D. Provides an eggy flavor. This type of salt comes from India and is also called colonomic. I'm probably saying that wrong. Its unusually high sulfur content contributes the eggy aroma and taste. Question number 23. There's another plant-based egg mimic called Just Egg. On the label, I noticed a first-time ingredient called transglutaminase, which is a wonderful word for a chemist to say. What role does this ingredient play? A. It ties up trans fats. B. It helps to coagulate the proteins for a scrambled look. C. It contributes the desired eggy flavor. D. It increases the protein content in the product. E. It keeps the product from spoiling. Again, there's another plant based egg mimic called Just Egg. On the label, I noticed a first-time ingredient called transglutaminase. That's a wonderful word for a chemist to say. What role does this ingredient play? A, it ties up trans fats. B, it helps to coagulate the proteins for a scrambled look. C, it contributes the desired eggy flavor. D, it increases the protein content in the product. Or E, it keeps the product from spoiling. And the correct answer is B. It helps to coagulate proteins. Transglutaminase is an enzyme. You can tell by the A-S-E ending on the word. It's produced by soil bacteria and it assists the plant protein to clump together in this product. The food industry calls this chemical meat glue. Question number 24. I learned about an interesting ingredient in the Just Egg that is actually a bacterium. This is a biological additive used as an antimicrobial agent. Identify this ingredient. A. Nisin. B. Gelin. C. Tetrasodium pyrophosphate. D. Protein isolate. E. Turmeric extractive. Again, I learned about an interesting ingredient in the Just Egg that is actually a bacterium. This is a biological additive used as an antimicrobial agent. Identify this ingredient. A. Nisin, B. Gelin C. Tetrasodium pyrophosphate D. Protein isolate Or E. Turmeric extractive And the correct answer is A. nicin. The world of food additives keeps getting more and more complicated as food scientists find new uses for chemical and biological substances. All right, this is the last one. Question number 25. Another product made by the Daya Company is cheesecake, spelled with a Z. This dessert actually tastes like a New York cheesecake, but it's a very processed food. Taking the number of industrial ingredients and dividing by the total number of ingredients gives an indication of how processed this product is. Guess the percent of processing. A, 23 percent. B, 37 percent. C, 49 percent. D, 60 percent. Or E, 71 percent. Again, another product made by the Daya Company is cheesecake, spelled with a Z. This dessert actually tastes like a New York cheesecake, but it's a very processed food. Taking the number of industrial ingredients and dividing by the total number of ingredients gives an indication of how processed this product is. Guess the percent of processing. A, 23%. B, 37%. C, 49%. D, or E, 71%. And the correct answer is E, 71%. This product has got to be one of the most fake foods in the marketplace, but it sure tastes good. Okay, everyone uh, go ahead and tally up your score by dividing the right answers by 25 and multiplying by 100. If you got 93 to 100%, give yourself a high five. You are a food ingredient genius and should be teaching a course on the subject. If you got 87 to 92%, that's a pretty good score and you're entitled to some bragging rights. A score between 73 and 86% is decent and shows that you're pretty knowledgeable about food ingredients and processed foods, but you could do better. If you scored between 53 and 72%, you definitely could use some improvement. Just hang in there and continue to listen to the Food Labels Revealed podcast. If you got less than 53%, you may want to listen to the previous eight episodes. Don't worry, you'll do better next time. Well, it's time to close the show. To all the listeners in podcast land, old and new, I appreciate you tuning in. If you have a little more time, I'd greatly appreciate a five-star rating at the iTunes store. You can find all the episodes of Food Labels Revealed and their show notes at the hosting website called Podbean or just by googling Food Labels Revealed. And of course, you can always listen to the podcast on your smartphone or tablet by downloading a podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you have a question or comment on anything about food ingredients or this podcast or you just want to say hello, drop me a line at foodlabelsrevealed at gmail.com. That's foodlabelsrevealed, all one string, at gmail.com. If you think your family, friends, coworkers, or acquaintances might be interested in this podcast, tweet or post a link through your social media outlets to get the word out. Lastly, I have a Facebook page that is an adjunct to the podcast. Several times a week, I post a news item related to food ingredients, processed foods, and food trends. Just search in Facebook under Food Labels Revealed Podcast. Please give it a like when you get a chance. For next month, once again, I'll return to evaluating some grocery store items. Until later, remember this. If you want to eat well and keep yourself healthy, eat food mainly from natural plants, not manufacturing plants. The outro music piece is called Isolated, composed by Kevin McLeod.